Welcome to My Runner's Mind, where we run with gratitude towards a life of happiness and gratefulness. I'm your host, Stina Turgeon, and I believe that as runners, we're uniquely positioned to choose gratitude over negativity. Running itself is so badass, and each run offers multiple opportunities to turn a potentially negative thought or feeling into a positive one. Tune in as I'll share behind the scenes of what goes into my 12-week program, My Runner's Mind, which is mindset and spiritual coaching for women runners who know that they're ready to shift away from the shoulds and ought tos in their running routine and replace them with want and desire to live a happier and more balanced life. Are you ready? Let's go! Hi friends, runners. Maybe you're dreaming about becoming a runner. Maybe you ask yourself, you're really a runner? Either way, welcome to episode 32. Today, I'll be taking a little detour from what I usually talk about. As you know, I'm usually talking about ideas and thoughts and how to use your mind to positively impact your running experience. And I should interject. I can tell that I sound very congested. I have had a head cold and chest cold, head and chest cold for at least a month. And actually, I haven't been running for the last week because it seems to just really actually exacerbate my cold. But anyways, I'm only mentioning this because it's pretty clear that you can hear it on the audio back to the episode. So today I want to switch focus to two things that I started recently that have really changed my experience of running. One is a form change and one is a gadget that I've trialed and that I really like. So I know it sounds really cryptic and I hope you're curious. The two things are, one, changing how I physically breathe. I know that sounds really strange. And the second one is adding a nasal dilator to my routine. And nasal dilator is just a little expander that pops into your nostrils. So let's talk about changing how you breathe first. And this is really kind of a thing that as been with me for a while. So it's super important to me. And that's why I'm wanting to share it because it's thrown me off my game. So I feel it's really important. So let me ask you this. Do you often feel out of breath when you run or just during the day in general? I go through spurts of feeling a real hunger for air. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but I won't say it's like feeling out of breath, like I've just been out running when I feel a hunger for air, but it's like feeling I can't get a satisfying breath of air, a lung full of air, right? And obviously it's an extremely uncomfortable feeling to be in. And this sensation lasts a couple of days or a week, and even recently, actually, several weeks. Now it's not 24-7 that I feel this, but it's very because it's so uncomfortable, it's very top of mind all the time when I'm in this spurt of feeling it. And so once I'm consciously aware of it, it's really hard to not overthink my breathing. And then my breathing becomes very, not just mechanical, but it becomes like a labor of thinking about my inhale so that I can get this really good breath of air and then thinking about my exhale. So I've talked to my doctor about it in the past, and most recently I did, again, right before Christmas, and I also agreed with him when he said that he thought anxiety was exacerbating my symptoms, as in 
once you start becoming really aware of these symptoms, it gets worse. And there is some underlying anxiety around it, right? I just still didn't feel I had a real solution for it. He prescribed a inhaler, an emergency inhaler, like what people with asthma would, would use, for instance, right? So let's see. The hunger for air quite naturally then triggers my attempt to breathe or to yawn or to open my mouth wide to get lots of air into my lungs. And then I'm constantly hoping that each breath, yawn, my mouth's open, would give me that satisfying breath of air, that that it would fill my lungs completely. And if you can't relate to this, I want you to just imagine this analogy that as you breathe, I want you to imagine you're breathing through a funnel. And if you're having this hunger for air that I'm experiencing, it's almost like your air intake ends right at the top of the funnel. You don't get that last little bit filled, that last little uh, part of the funnel, that piping part of the funnel filled. So super, super uncomfortable. So, but just as often as not, it wouldn't provide this satisfying feeling. And then I was just starting to get super exhausted by it and not knowing what to do. So interestingly enough, and you know how sometimes answers come from unexpected sources because unrelated to my hunger for air, my my new running coach that I recently signed up with as I prepare for my my marathon in the spring, he recommended a book that would help my breathing when running so that I could switch to nasal breathing because I'm a complete mouth breather, right? I used to be at least. So I just want to interject real quick. I remember trying to inhale through my nose while running and having this feeling that there is no way I can go through an entire run, let alone just a mile of breathing through my nose. If you're a mouth breather yourself, you might relate that it almost feels like your nostrils aren't big enough to inhale enough air. And I know it comes down to the speed with which you run. And I've gotten very comfortable at running at really high heart rate and just pulling air in through my mouth. But even in slowing my speed down, I still had the sensation that I don't see how I can maintain this and get enough air in. So that's a backstory, all of that said. But when I shared this with him, it was unrelated to my feeling of hunger for air, right? So that's not why he recommended this. But I told him about not being able to breathe through my nose when running. And he recommended that I read the book called The Oxygen Advantage by Patrick McEwen. It's not a new book. I want to say also it's been out just like Chief Running was not a new book, that it's been out for 20 years probably. And so he made that recommendation and and the, the following couple of days, I just, it kept popping up into my head. So I just, I got curious and I ordered it on Audible and I got a Kindle copy as well. So in The Oxygen Advantage, Patrick McEwen explains the science behind breath holding to reduce anxiety and the importance of nose breathing for good health. And also the overlooked problem of over-breathing. This is just a little blurb of the book, right? But I thought all these things were interesting. 
because I don't know that I'd heard of overbreathing before. I'd heard of hyperventilating, but I definitely did not have the sense that I was hyperventilating. So when he talked about overbreathing, it was interesting to me. So as I listened to the first couple of chapters in The Oxygen Advantage, I've realized that unbeknownst to me, I had been overbreathing for most of my life. Now, this doesn't look like, and I think that's why I wasn't maybe tuning into it. It doesn't look like a traditional hyperventilation, right? You know, where you, you see somebody on a movie that just sit there and pant. That's not what it looks like. The way he describes overbreathing and the way I had done it, I feel was caused more by poor mechanics, a poor form, I should say, on my part as in allowing mouth breathing. Additionally, I work in a profession where I talk a lot. And that's something he also mentions in the book that it's more common in certain professions. In addition to being a mindset coach, I'm also a a speech language pathologist, right? So I talk all day long with my students. And so that can cause breathing also, if you're not aware of this. But once I focus on breathing exclusively through my nose, my hunger for air naturally dissipated. And quickly, really quickly, within a day or two. I mean, it's very crazy. And so there's a host of benefits associated with nose breathing. You might have heard of these before. You can Google them. You know, nose breathing causes humidifying, uh, yeah, humidifying and warming the inhaled air before it hits the lungs. It filters the air from foreign substances. Nose breathing induces, and this was really interesting, but it induces a more calming effect of our whole system because it involves a parasympathetic nerve receptors that are situated in the lower lungs, whereas mouth breathing that triggers sympathetic nerve receptors situated in the upper lungs. And that naturally results in more of a fight flight reaction. So this is, of course, where the, the well-meaning advice, take a deep breath, comes from, but it's just not been, um, it's just not been, done as intended to take a deep breath it should be done through your nose and not through your mouth for instance because that way the inhaled air hits your lower lungs and that's where these nerve receptors are right so you get this soothing effect in your body so as a side note and i'm not somebody who suffers from asthma but i thought it was interesting according to the author and that's actually his i i think that's one of his reasons for for studying this material and, and ultimately writing this book was that he suffered from asthma as a kid and as an adult even. Even people who suffer from asthma may reduce their symptoms by 70%. I'll make sure to link the reference in the show notes if you happen to suffer from asthma and you want to check it out, right? So I'm just I'm not just making this up. It reminded me, this book, it reminded me of what Danny Dreyer talks about in Cheap Running which intrigued me when I read it, but I just didn't implement it then. And you guys remember that I I did a talk about chi running on an earlier episode that you can go back and listen to if this is something you're interested in. But in chi running, Dreyer explains how to get good use of our oxygen. We must breathe in 
to the lower parts of our lungs, right? We must get the air all the way down there because that's where the alveoli are and that's where the gas exchange happens. It does not happen in the upper part of our lungs. Why are we interested in this? Well, it has a benefit on our on our um on our performance. In Qi running, Dreyer explains how to get good use of our oxygen. We must breathe into the lower part of our lungs. And he explains how air that travels through a smaller space, such as our nostrils, encounters less resistance and therefore also travels faster than air traveling through a bigger space, such as your mouth, for instance. And so consequently, air traveling through your nostril gets deeper, meaning lower, or into your lower part of your lungs, right? And it actually equates to about 10 to 20% greater oxygen uptake. I think Dreyer references the Bernoulli effect, but I could be wrong because I'm really not a physics buff or anything. I just remember hearing this explanation and thinking how much sense it made. And the next day when I went for a run, I noticed it seemed so impossible. I simply didn't feel I could get enough air in through my nose to sustain my activity. Of course, I knew to slow down my pace, but still, the space of my nostrils just didn't seem big enough. So this is where my next tip comes in, a nasal dilator. Remember how I told you I felt my nostrils were too small to take in enough air? So I invested in a trial pack of nasal dilators on Amazon since I didn't know my size. I read reviews that recommended the dilators, as in these are the ones that are inserted into the nose, as opposed to the breathe right type of strips that sit across the nose on the outside. So as I mentioned, I invested in a trial pack. And when I received it, it had a a small, medium, and large, I think. So I popped in the small before I run. And if you've never seen a nasal dilator, of course, you can Google them. But I just want you to imagine two stirrups that can be widened slightly, sort of attached by a yoke. And the yoke part, which is called the bridge, rests against the tip of your nose on the outside. That's the external part between your nostrils, right? And the nasal dilator visibly widens the lower part of your nose. but I don't really feel it once it's in place. However, I feel the effect of it. Wow. What a game changer. Talk about night and day. I can now breathe exclusively through my nose and my runs. This is exciting because it's a more efficient way of breathing. And it creates that 10, 20% greater oxygen uptake that we just talked about, right? And thereby feeding my muscles and tissues better while running. To me, they're comfortable wearing while running. I do notice what seems like a little more nasal drip. On the other hand, it could be because I can't blow snot rockets. (laughs) Did I just record myself saying that? According to the manufacturer, the use of each dilator is 10 times. So each pack contains three dilators. So about 30 runs worth. So to run this off, little did I know. How helpful listening to the book, The Oxygen Advantage, 
would be. And I'm not even through it yet. But I wanted to share it with y'all because of the significant mental impact it's had on me already in reducing my overbreathing, which I didn't know I was doing, thereby diminishing my anxiety. Secondly, in using a nasal dilator, I'm now able to breathe exclusively through my nose while running. All right, runner friend, I hope this episode was helpful. A little different from my normal mindset episodes, I know, but as you can imagine, worrying about breathing causes a lot of stress on a runner. See you next week. So if running is our practice ground and we can turn every experience into fuel, then we can transfer it to the rest of our life and positively impact our whole world. Just one run at a time.